What's up, guys? You're listening to the Life in Motion audio experience, featuring interviews around travel, action sports, culture, and more. For our second interview, I chat with longtime friend Casey Smith. Him and I have traveled and rode BMX all over together. If you're ever at the skate park, he'll be the first one to say what's up and the first one to offer to snap a photo of you. Growing up riding back in the day was much different than it was now, and he has no problem bringing back the nostalgic vibes to the younger generation. All right, guys. Well, I have uh, Casey Smith here, um, kind of longtime friend from BMX. Uh, we used to ride a bunch back in, in Virginia, road trip, shoot photos, uh, work on some video projects and whatnot. But um, kind of to set the stage a little bit, uh, Casey, if you wouldn't mind telling a little bit about yourself, you know, where you grew up, hobbies, those kind of things. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's kind of funny. I was actually looking at some old pictures uh, from Virginia, and there were a couple of you with, like, super long hair. And I didn't realize that we were friends that long, man, and uh, the time really flies. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm from southern Wisconsin. Um, grew up in a town called Delavan. I was born in Milwaukee, but then we moved down to Delavan when I was about seven. Uh, and then I really grew up there, and... Um, I don't know, started riding BMX when I was, uh, you know, late, uh, probably about 12, I'd say. But, um, yeah, just, uh, I, I was in a real good spot in Wisconsin, and I'm actually back there now, but um, we, we can get into that a little more, how I got back here. But anyways, yeah, I grew up in a little, little town called Delavan. Um, it's the uh, home of uh, Wisconsin uh, Governor Scott Walker. Okay. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, it's actually home to a couple other things. It's it's kind of a cool town. It was the uh, it's actually the clown capital of the world for a long time. The, because, like uh, like circus clowns. Yeah, yeah circus clowns because uh, a, a lot of the uh, cir- traveling circuses, like way way back in the day when circuses were huge, they would stop in Delavan and they would kind of post up here for you know a couple weeks in between tours or whatever. Really? And, uh, yeah. So yeah, you can go back and look that up. That's a uh, it used to be the clown town capital of the world, and I think since then it's changed. I think it may be Milwaukee now, but <laughs> for a long time it was a uh, it was a pretty weird place because it had this tie to like old old school circus and stuff like that. But yeah, it's a cool town. I love it. <laughs> that's wild. That's uh, <laughs> you should try to bring that back. I think. Yeah, that's, that would be awesome. <laughs> Um, so what what kind of got you into BMX in the first place? I mean, you've been riding since twelve, I think, what over ten years. Um, yeah. It's uh, we all have our own stories, man, and they're all kind of similar, I guess. We all uh, had that first experience with a BMX bike, and uh, mine uh, happened because one of my best friends he got a BMX bike, kind of a hand me down thing from his dad. And uh, it was a like a late '80s Schwinn, uh, and he and it was pink. It was you know like pink and white, and it was something you couldn't really look past, I guess you could say. And we kind of just got hooked because he got that bike. Um, now we just kind of shared that bike for a few years because I didn't, you know, I didn't really have a BMX bike or anything like that. But we kind of shared that bike and started building little jumps and stuff. And then across town we realized there's another crew of dudes who rode and they had trails and everything already kind of set up and they were I guess way more 
I don't know, in tune with the BMX world. We didn't really know much about it. We just kind of knew that bike and what it could do and just yep. kind of based on what, what the dad could explain to us and stuff like that. But yeah, we kind of got in with those dudes and um, realized there's more to BMX than we originally thought. So honestly, since, like I said, probably about 12 years old, I've been just, man, it's been my life. <laughs> I've never slowed down and it's been a long, long time of riding for me. And I just, every day I just love it, you know? Yeah. Well, like, first of all, I think that's pretty awesome that I didn't realize that how you got your start was um, sharing a bike. So would you guys just, like, show up and just at a random spot in the woods to dig trails on the weekend and just... Um, later later on, we did that. Um, when I The first couple of years, we he lived in an apartment complex, kind of a, <laughs> I don't know, a crappy little apartment complex. But behind it, there was... Uh, there were some trees, like a line of trees, and in between them were, man, it just so happened there were, like, piles of dirt out there. <laughs> so we just, instead of, like, you know, digging them out, carving them out, we just started riding over them, and then we, it kind of formed into, like, I don't know, man, you could call it a set of trails, I guess, but it was just really <laughs> just, like, a bunch of, like, uh, piles of dirt that were, like, mashed down. But So we did that for a couple of years, um, just me and this dude, and... After that, like I said, I met those guys downtown and uh, really just opened me up to so much more. And at that point, I had gotten a bike for myself. And we, like any other BMX kid, we started looking for places to dig because that's that's all we did was just made dirt jumps. Um, So we kept finding places and we would start digging and sure enough, they would get, you know, taken down by the city or whatever. Um, I think... The main ones we had, they got plowed because they started building uh, houses there. Um, and we had some that were down these railroad tracks. You had to you had to go down the railroad tracks probably like a good mile, and uh, then you kind of turn off into this little little like side. I don't know, it's like a set of woods, I guess. And we built those for a while, but same same deal. City finally found out about them, but um, so. <sighs> We we just went between like sets of trails for <laughs> for a good few years. Um, didn't really know anything about skate park riding or anything like that. Um, so trails were pretty much my life for probably I don't know the first five years of you know riding BMX for me I guess. Yeah. Um, but when I was I don't know when I was maybe like sixteen maybe fifteen I I kind of realized there's a place. Uh, in like the neighboring town it was an indoor skate park um back then it seemed like there were a lot more indoor skate parks around here but um we discovered this place and we kind of made it like a second home i guess um and we spent a lot of time there we actually we actually would ride our bikes to the skate park from my town and uh i mean now that i look back on it, it's pretty ridiculous because we were like you know 15 years old, 14, and we were riding. It was like a 19-mile ride Holy like cow. on these back Is roads. that one way? It's 19 miles one way, yeah. So oh it, it was pretty insane. Um, and there were back roads, and the speed limit was like 55, you know what I mean? And people were just flying past us. But, oh, man. Dude, we were determined, man, and we were fully into BMX. And riding 19 miles to get to the skate park was not even – an issue at all we didn't even think of it like that we're just we're just like let's ride our bikes to the skate park now um 
of course, we didn't pack any water. We didn't do anything like that. We didn't, like, prepare for this. And the fact that we're going, riding 19 miles to go ride, it's just, yeah, I don't no, know. I think about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think about that a lot now, and it's just, I don't know. I wouldn't trade it, but that, oh, that's that's funny, man. But, yeah, so I discovered skate parks, and um, once that happened, I kind of stopped riding dirt, man, and I haven't really ridden dirt since those days. And uh, I kind of realized that uh, I really, really love riding parks. I, I like I love riding ramps. That's what I realized that I like, you know. Um, so we discovered a couple more skate parks. Um, as we got older, we, you know, we got cars and stuff like that. So we were able to travel a little bit. So I was I was really lucky in the sense that Delavan, I guess geographically, was in a perfect location. Um, so we were about an hour south of Milwaukee. We're about an hour south of Madison. And we're about an hour north of a town called Rockford in Illinois. And we were about an hour north of a skate park in in Hoffman Estates called Scrap. So um, the the skate park in Rockford is called The Pit. And obviously Milwaukee had four seasons and Madison had four seasons at the time. So, like I said, we were due. We were right in the middle. It was an hour drive to any one of those skate parks. So pretty awesome. <laughs> it's, it is pretty wild, man. So we, as like my crew, we had this mix. We had this mix of like uh, styles, I guess you could say, because we were right in the middle of all this. So we would go ride four seasons one night and we'd drive down to Scrap and ride Scrap, but... The weird thing about that is we were not really locals to any of those parks. You know what I mean? So we didn't really have a local park at the time. So we just kind of were the dudes that would show up and get a sesh with the locals, I guess. And then we'd not show up for another month. It it was kind of weird. But um, it really did, like, kind of mold me into, like, a, I guess, a pretty, like, adaptive and all-around type of rider, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, well, that was a yep. Go ahead. No, you yeah. Um, I was just gonna say that was just kind of my my teenage years of riding and into my um, I guess early twenties. Um, that's really what we did was just travel to indoor parks and ride. And the the sessions were amazing, and they were the best days of riding for me. It was uh, well, I guess it was probably about I started riding indoor parks probably late 90s into like 2000 maybe early 2000s and uh those years for me were 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 awesome because there was a lot changing in bmx um and being from the midwest during those years you saw a lot of front brake stuff (laughs) and oddly enough i never really got into that um i was kind of i don't know i kind of had this uh I don't know, kind of a sense of freedom when I rode, and I didn't really, uh, I, I kind of thought of brakes and pegs and stuff like that, just kind of holding you back, holding you down, and I just was always just like this this freedom junkie, I guess, and I like to just cruise and do my thing, you know? So it's, like I said, we weren't we weren't locals to any of these parks, so I think if we were, it might, might have changed my style over the years, but I'm, like I said, I'm very lucky to be, be in this town that was right in the middle of everything. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome because where I grew up riding BMX, we had a sidewalk to ride on. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> had to go to Norfolk or Virginia Beach or whatever, so. Yeah, yeah. But so it sounds like, you know, kind of, I mean, pretty much I think while, why everybody kind of rides BMX and or skateboards or whatever that kind of action sports in general is um, like kind of what you said, that, that freedom, that creativity, there's no, there's no rules. There's no, um, you know, there's really nothing you can do wrong, you know, as long as you stay away from the law. But, yeah. Um, and, but in like, like you said, I think, um, especially kind of knowing you, um, it seems like also probably uh, this, one of the reasons you're drawn to the skate parks is also, I mean, there's always going to be somebody there, whether that is a biker or a skater or whatever. And that's kind of where I feel like a lot of, um, you know, kids with local parks or go to parks a lot. That's kind of where they build like those, those friendships yeah, um, yeah. and kind of, kind of grow from there. Yeah. Yeah. So there is, there really is a camaraderie in this thing. And, um, I was never the one to ride alone, and I, I I did, but I just never really enjoyed it. I'm I've never ridden with headphones on, nothing like that. I just kind of like I kind of take the surroundings with the riding, I suppose you could say. Um, but that that just kind of goes into the people, I guess. Um, I I never really rode street either. I've just never really enjoyed it. I I I just don't like that. It's weird because I enjoy like solitude and I enjoy being alone, but when it comes to BMX, I've never really, I've never really preferred to be alone, like whether maybe, you know, like I said, with the headphones on or riding street out by yourself, cruising. I've just never really liked that. Um, I, I love the people that I meet and that that's, to me, that's, that's a huge part of riding BMX is building these bonds and these relationships and to ride by yourself. I guess would kind of limit that for me. So yeah, yeah. I think I remember the only uh, street I could ever get you to ride was when you were filming. Out yeah, in absolutely. And I think that was just you pedaling from spot to spot. So yeah. <laughs> I think you probably try to urge me to do something, but it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> and then we get to the park, and you know, I I could barely air out a quarter. So you know, it, it balances out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um. So, so you uh, grew up there, and then um, you know how how we met was in Virginia. So, yeah. um, you went out there and kind of, I mean, obviously there's a lot of things that went along with that. But one of the things is also, you know, just you know when I moved out here to Missouri was you don't know anybody for the most part, and you just kind of got to find those relationships and find the people to ride with and those kind of things. So, um, the, what what was that kind of like? You know, having more of a tight knit, I'm sure, group out. Um, out where you were at before in the Midwest, um, and then finding that, rediscovering that again in, uh, on the East Coast. Right. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, it was really tough. Uh, I guess the only thing that really helped me was the fact that I'm really outgoing on my bike, and I'm, if I show up at a skate park, I'm super intimidated. Don't get me wrong. I remember being really intimidated going to around Trashmore, Virginia Beach. I went there for the first time, and uh, I was super intimidated rolling up to the place because I had just moved there, and uh, all this was new to me. And me being this freedom dude, I I didn't bring a helmet because I just, I just like, uh, no brakes, no pegs, no helmet, just freedom. And I couldn't get in the park, obviously, because you, you need a helmet to get in. You need to be registered and all this stuff. So I didn't even ride that day. Um 
but I do get super intimidated, and Virginia itself, the scene was really, really difficult to kind of, uh, uh, I guess, immerse myself in, and uh, I did meet, I did meet a lot of people pretty quickly. Like I said, I'm pretty outgoing, and I, I like to meet people and talk to people at the skate park, but um, it took a long time for me to learn the scene. Yeah. Um, I got into it and I, I rode these places, but I didn't learn how this place was. And it took me, honestly, probably three years to really learn this place and how how different this was than where I'm from. Um, so it's seven cities and each one of them has their own little scene. And they don't, at the time, they, don't, they didn't really, uh, they didn't necessarily uh, uh, blend well. Yeah. So, me being me, I I would always try to get people together, and uh, that was pretty tough. Um, I would have a lot of jams and stuff. I tried to bring the whole scene together, but dude, they were uh, they seemed very territorial, and like I said, it took a long time for me to learn that, and I was kind of oblivious to it, I guess, for a long time. But toward the end. Um, of my Virginia days, we had we had Northside Park that opened up in Norfolk, and that opened up in 2010, I believe. And I uh, I kind of made that my place, and I kind of promoted a like a positive vibe at that park. You know, despite the fact that it was uh, the surrounding area wasn't the best in Norfolk, yeah. and uh, you have a lot of you know teenage kids who. I don't know some 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 bad stuff, you know what I mean? And I, I try to just promote this this positive um, environment there. And I think I think I did do something at that park, man. I think I did start this kind of this I don't know younger scene of uh, bull riders out there because they had a big concrete bowl. And uh, I like to think that I started something there, and hopefully yeah. hopefully it lasted. Well, like I think when I don't. I think the first time you and I met was was that one of the scoop dunk jams in the street? Um, yeah, yeah, it I was. Think, that was in Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just some random. I don't know if it was an old school or what it was. I remember like it was the weirdest situation because I, I think I, I don't know how I heard about. It. I don't know if it was from you or if I even really knew you at the time. I don't think I did. It might have been Mike Walker that told me about it. But like I'm like, hey, Dad, can you drop me off in this middle of Portsmouth, this random school? Like drive me you know, two hours here. For this. <laughs> I think, was the first, I think that's kind of how we first met and started yeah. working on stuff. But then, yeah, kind of like I do remember that. What um, kind of what you said? Like once, uh, once Northside opened up, um, I feel like you definitely did kind of like um, I, I don't want to say take over that scene because that seems kind of like negative. But you kind of got like you almost kind of created it, like a, a scene there more or less. Like I mean, I remember you know when we'd show up to ride or film or whatever, you know everybody. Everybody kind of knew who you were, even probably even skateboarders, you know. Like, yeah, so it was kind of like you know where where you could find Casey at. Well, he's probably at Northside, and you know, yeah, blasting the bowl. So. That's a, that's a big part of um, trying to build a scene is consistency and just being you know visible and uh, being there. I spent a lot of time. Like, go back to Delavan for a second. We had a, a public park that we. Uh, had gotten built in Delavan and we raised all the money for it and 
I like to think that I kind of helped to build a scene there too, not only because a group of friends and I got the skate park built, but we were there every day, you know, and there were some days when it was just me and I didn't necessarily enjoy it, but I, I went and rode and I did the same thing in Virginia at Northside. And I think at the time, I, I think it's safe to say there really wasn't a scene in Norfolk, a BMX scene. Um, I hope I don't step on anyone's toes by saying that, but just what I experienced there, there, I don't think there was really a scene. So through me riding the bowl every day, um, I was able to draw people in and show yeah. them that, that there's uh there's friendships and bonds to be made here. And it's all positive, you know. I'm I'm a I'm a pretty positive dude. I've never done drugs, I never smoked cigarettes. So I, I just I like to promote positivity, but um yeah, so it was through it was through consistency and just being there, I guess, is what helps build something. That's that's awesome. I do uh I do miss Northside, I will admit that. Me um, too. <laughs> me too. Three public parks. The one downside about the park here is um you have to pay to get into it. Oh, okay. Um but so so yeah, so obviously um I still sticking on the on the BMX thing a little bit. Um you're kind of like an old school BMX fanatic. Mm-hmm. I feel like would be would that would that be a pretty accurate thing to call you <laughs> um i mean judging I, by the i'm a bmx fanatic and i part. <laughs> uh yeah as far as the old school part i think getting that first bike really helped um so since then i've had this love for i guess uh bright colors and uh <laughs> flashy tricks <laughs> um how can i explain this uh i I have a lot of respect for people who rode during that time um, because it was so blown up and it was, it was, it was too blown up and it couldn't even BMX itself couldn't handle how big it was. Okay. And I have a lot of respect for people who rode during that time because they were superstars. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to be able to ride, how they did on those kind of bikes and on those kind of ramps is still it still baffles me and I I've done so much I guess research and just studying on this it still is confusing to me and I just a huge a huge um disappointment in my life is that I wasn't able to ride during those times and I've met a lot of people who have and uh they make it seem as incredible as it really was, you know, as it seems. So I think that's why I'm so obsessed with it is because I didn't get to experience it. So the more I, the more I dug into it, the more I researched, the more um, kind of into it I was. And like I said, I'm a BMX junkie. I like, uh, I, I look into like 70s BMX, 80s, 90s. Um, and I just love everything about it. And, well, uh, it's nuts, like what you're saying, you know, the the bikes that they rode, the ramps that they rode them on is just, like, mind-blowing. But not only that, I mean, the not saying that, you know, people don't have, like, that passion or motivation or whatever, like, about it now, but imagine back then, like, you didn't, like, I feel like it'd be hard to stumble upon BMX. Like, now, like, you have the internet and you have websites yeah. and videos coming out all the time that, like, it's, it's, um, 
uh, I guess more raw. I don't know if that's like the right I, word. I think, I think you're. I think you're awake. You're like when you're. How can I say this? Your awakening to BMX is was probably different back then, in the sense that, like I said, there were superstars, and if they came to a shop and did a show or did a tour, and you were able to see them as a kid, I think it was probably a little more mind blowing than than you what you would see today. Yeah. Um, because it's never been seen before back then. You know what I mean? Everything was new. Every every trick that they were doing was them creating that. You know what I mean? And nothing was regurgitated, I guess. And uh, that's that's why it was so fresh and it was so bright and everything was loud and it was big, you know. But, it, it, dude, I, it, going back to those bikes, I, I've tried to ride ramps on those bikes. And I, just, I literally cannot do it. Like, I threw on a full-face helmet got a legit old, like 80s you know BMX bike and tried and it's hard it's really 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 difficult um so like i said all the respect and i think that bike that we got it was an 87 Schwinn i think that really helped out and um yeah this is this is what i've become i've, I've become a BMX junkie really <laughs> nothing wrong with that <laughs> There's worse things of come junkies about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, you uh, film and shoot. I, well, I'm assuming you still film and shoot photos. Um, yeah. So I know that was kind of always a big thing. Was that just kind of a hobby that kind of uh, came out of the, the nature of the beast? You know, hey, take a picture of me doing this. I'll take a picture of doing that. And it just kind of grew, like, an interest from that. Or is it like a... Would you consider it more of like a, a hobby, something you look forward to, kind of just creating those relationships as well with the person you're filming or shooting or whatnot? Um, dude, it's hard to uh, it's hard to pinpoint the the time that I really started like filming and taking photos. I remember my friend, one of one of one of the dudes in my crew, had one of those like shoulder VHS cams for a long time, and he would film everything. And I remember at the time I hated that. And obviously nowadays that's what people do with vlogs and stuff like that. They just film themselves doing whatever. That's what this guy did. And uh like I said at the time I hated it. I was like, dude, just film the tricks. Like when we when I when I drop in, hit record, and I'll do the trick and then hit stop or whatever. And uh <laughs> he didn't do that, man. So and and now that I look back on it, I love that. But I don't know if he he may have had something to do with me getting into filming, but I think it was more so, like like I said at the time, late '90s, early 2000s, there was a lot of filming that that was going on, and that all that had just started um, with like Midwest BMX being a huge part of our scene. Midwest BMX was pretty groundbreaking in that they create basically created web videos. Um, and that really got me hooked on filming for sure. Uh, as far as photos, man, I don't really know. I, I don't know how I got so deep into it. I I remember as a kid I got a film camera from from an uncle of mine. Um, that got me started on film. And dude, I I I really don't know how I got so into taking photos. But I like I like shooting photos more than I more than I do filming. Um, but part of it now is. I do still film and I do take photos, but honestly, I'd say 90% of it now is to get somebody else a photo 
or a video. I really like I really like hooking people up with a legit photo, you know what I mean? Rather than like, hey, grab the, grab my iPhone, like take a pic of this or you know, film this clip for me. I like giving some I like giving people like a legit product, you know what I mean? So I'm always offering to film videos for people and um hopefully I can get, you know, you know, one day hopefully I can get someone's name out there a little bit for them and I remember I filmed one for little Justin from Virginia Beach, Justin Dowell, if you remember him. Oh yeah. And uh, he was kind of blown he, up now, isn't he? He is. He is and I'm so I just feel really fortunate to be a part of his life at a younger age cuz I filmed a video for him when he was 13. And uh that that video um at the time was big cuz he did a lot of things that he had been wanting to do for a long time in that vid. And uh, I was so lucky to be able to just capture that. But that's what I like about filming now, as I like giving people something they could be motivated about. Um, and it's not like, a, like I said, an iPhone clip where it's like, okay, cool. All right, yeah. cool, now that's done. What should we do next? Like something you can look back on and be like, yeah, this is quality, this is good. But um, time time is um, it's hard because I have... I have a lot going on in my life, so it's it's tough to get out there and film and shoot these days. But, dude, I take every opportunity I can. Um, I started a like a little, I guess it's like a YouTube series. Um, never really titled it or anything, but I have three videos that I did. They're kind of documentary slash writing videos. And uh, I'd like to do five. I have the next guy lined up, but I just, like I said, I don't have a lot of time. But I, this year, I, I'm going to get that done, at least get the fourth one done. But... I now, still do. Like it's one of those with um, Joe. I can't pronounce his last name. I'll butcher it. Um, Joe Bataglia? Yeah. Is no. that the same series you're talking about? Or no? No. No. no that's that's something that I do for him. Um, okay. But I do, it's like kind of a, uh, yes, I take that back. I, I'm I'm sorry. I've, I've, I've filmed a bunch for Joe. But yes, <laughs> you're, you're talking about the disorientation. Yeah, that was the third one in the series. Okay. So, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, I do a lot with Joe, but uh, yeah, so that's what I do. Um, I'm trying to do a five part series. It's a uh, oh man, it's it, it kind of evolved into its own thing. It started out as um, my friend Chris from Arizona. I did one for him. It was about um, it was him reminiscing on some old memories of BMX and how they've kind of um, formed, you know, who he is as a rider. And then the second one I did with my good friend Tyler here in Wisconsin, his was called Balance, and it, it focused on his life and uh, how, I guess, how difficult it is just to get a simple session, you know, just, you know, uh, rather than, you know, people riding every day, that's what they do. This guy fights to get a, a session, you know what I mean? And I wanted to capture that. And uh, the, the most recent one, Joe, he uh his video was called disorientation because he's moved around a lot in his life and um i i kind of wanted to focus on him not really planting his roots although he's you know he's been around chicago most of his life but he moves around all the time so anyways that's the series i'm working on i got a couple more that i that I got in the works but so stay tuned for those they should be pretty cool that's awesome um so I, well, I guess one of the things I was gonna ask is what has been your favorite filming project, and I I would guess that would probably be that kind of series that you've been working on, just because it oh, yeah. shows some different things other than, or I guess it ties life into BMX. I guess if that 
It does, absolutely. Um, I've done a couple. I've done, like, this iPhone kind of experimental series, and that was honestly probably the most fun for me because I'm able to experiment with things. I was doing, like, uh, narrative-type stuff, Okay. So I was narrating these videos, and uh, it's something I kind of have, uh, I've always wanted to do, and I just kind of never really had the guts to do it. But I tried it with these videos, and people really liked them, and hopefully I can make some more of those because they're fun. But anyways, yeah, I just like I don't know, man. I I've always been in a photo video, and I still am. I just I don't have a whole lot of time, you know. Yeah, well, it's not. I I don't know if I've seen um, that last thing you were talking about. I have to. I'll shoot. I'll shoot you the uh, the links. Okay, yeah, I could do that. Um, let's see. So I guess you know we kind of covered up you know BMX kind of the the what what continues to motivate you and and everything through that. Um, but do you have any good uh, travel trips from BMX or life or whatever? Um, I know I know we did a uh, I know you go to raise every once in a while and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, travel, BMX. Yeah, obviously, you know, they kind of go hand in hand because the more you uh, develop as a rider, the more you want to experience and the more you want to branch out. So at a younger age, I took a lot of road trips. Um, I was fortunate to go to a park called Chenga World in Ohio, and that was probably the best trip because it was my first road trip, and it was a different sense of freedom than I had experienced. It was really kind of setting your own life on hold and just enjoying what's in front of you, I guess. And that has kind of been the theme of every one of my road trips since then. So even now, I we go to Rays once a year, which is in, um, it's in Cleveland. And for me, it's probably about a seven-hour trip. But it's a chance for me to get away get away for a while and go hang out with my friends for a weekend. And like I said, you kind of put your own life on hold and just focus on riding and having fun. Um, that's fun. That's that's really fun. But I think my best trip was that Chenga World trip because it's for one, it's Chenga World. If you know, if you remember that skate park, um, yeah. it was pretty legendary for its time, and it was my first road trip away from home. So that I I remember that trip um so clearly. Um Is that about a seven hour drive too? It's about yep, yeah, it's about seven hours. Same it was pretty it's pretty close to where Ray's is now. Um okay. Yeah, that's uh man, that's that was that was huge for me. Um I've taken a lot of trips since then, but that one always sticks out for me. I got a picture of me at sitting on the deck at Ray's. I mean at uh Chenga World. And I'll send I'll send that to you. It's pretty funny. I'm like uh, I think I was like 18 or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's it's always kind of funny, like almost what you're saying. You know, when you first moved to Virginia, kind of feeling out a scene. I'm sure you kind of had that. Um, I don't know, more or less shock too, once you showed up. You know, in Ohio. Oh, dude, it was, it was way more of a shock in Ohio <laughs> because, dude, it was like uh, late 90s, 2000, maybe. The scene there was probably dude at the peak of i don't know it was huge all right so you got there and there were like pro riders there just having a session and me being basically a kid like i just i don't know man i i remember 
I, I did sit there in awe, but I kind of forced myself to go like do stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at a young age, when you're rolling up to a place like that, it's hard to be outgoing. <laughs> it, it really is because you're intimidated. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so you have, uh, I don't know, do you have any other trips or anything planned this year? Um, I don't know, like going to Springfield or anything like that? Or <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I want to come through Springfield. I want to go to Texas. Um, I've been promising this dude that I would come visit him for, man, years now. So I went to Texas in 2014. and uh, Was that at Toast? That was, yeah. Okay. So, but that was... Um, I want more time down there. You know, I want to. I want to hang out. And Toast was, it was cool, but it was like I I was there every day. You know, I was at Texas yeah. Toast every day. Um, I want some time to just chill and I do normal stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of experience the whole the city and everything like that. Too. Yeah, yeah. I went. I was in. Uh, I was in Dallas last summer, but I didn't get a chance to go down to Austin. And uh, the friend of mine who I want to go visit, he lives in San Antonio, but. I'm sure we would just meet up in Austin. But yeah, that's a that's a big trip that I'm planning. I really hope it works out. I've been wanting to do it for years now, so yeah, I hope so. And I I'll obviously be swinging through Springfield to get up with you. Yeah, I got a spare room just saying, so. <laughs> awesome. Um so kind of um what obviously the same as BMX and everything. Uh, what what could you what could BMX use more of? I guess like as as these young kids are growing up, um, and you know just I, I, I mean especially with BMX being so, uh, you know you can look at any you know number of, of pro riders and you can get a completely different vibe one way or the other. You know just yeah, kind of it's very diverse as very, what very they're, diverse. they're about and what they're promoting and whatnot. Um, so yeah, so what what like what could BMX use more of as it's kind of growing? Um, and then you know for like all the young kids out there, um, you know I know like your son's shredding now. Um, what what is kind of what is piece of advice would you give them like kind of as they you know uh, embark on their BMX journey to sound really corny? <laughs> man, this is a, this is a, this is a tough question, man, because it is so diverse, you know and. It, the the one thing that's really good about it now is it's so accessible. If yeah. you go back to the 80s, it, I, I don't think it was quite as accessible because, I don't know, it, people weren't necessarily, yeah, I don't know, with the internet and just with, with such uh, such a diverse culture in BMX, it's you it's easy to get into, okay, but it, it may not... It, once you get into one one uh, I guess path, that's kind of what you're going to go down for a while. So, going back to the question, I, how do you get them on that right path? I, dude, it's tough. Okay, so so you as a single person, you have the ability to affect, you know, at least a, a few kids' lives. And if you're going to a skate park and you are not doing something positive, if you're you know, let's say using bad language or smoking or whatever, that's gonna affect that kid, man, and that's gonna that's gonna kind of lead him down a path. Um, you may not you may not know that, but it it really does. Kids are so man, I I don't know. It's you can you can mold a kid really by your actions, and 
one thing that I could say um, that I've done my whole life is I've never tried to be a pro rider, man. Go go to the skate park. Don't try to be a professional BMX rider. Really, Really keep that in your mind. Don't try to do that. Just go there and have a session and have fun. That's what this whole thing is about. It's yeah. not about being a professional rider. It's about building these these bonds and these friendships. Um, so if you can go to a skate park and be outgoing and support uh, support a kid if they're trying to trick, that's huge. I do that every single time, man. I'll, I'll see a kid trying like a foot jam on a quarter, and I'll give him tips and I'll work with him. And uh, obviously, sometimes they don't they don't land what they're trying to do, but man, they're really going to remember those things and. There won't be like a session that goes by where if I meet a kid, I'll like get to I'll get home and I'll have like a friend request, you know what I mean, on Instagram or whatever, because kids kids really attract to a positive like personality, you know. Yeah. So that's one thing I could say. If you're a kid, don't try to be a professional rider, man. Go have fun. Go go live that life because being a professional rider is a different. It, it really is a different life and. uh you kind of limit some things, so it'll make the best of what it what it really is, I guess. No, that sounds good, um, and I definitely agree. Um, I guess this goes to the the older generation, um, but like the whole role role model aspect of it, because I mean, I still remember, you know, when I would show up to the skate parks or like you showing up to Changa or whatever. You know, you see that local there, you kind of get the vibe that they're local and, you know, you're just this kid. But, yeah. I mean, I can still remember, like, people at, you know, Virginia Beach and Mount Trashmore, like, the first time I went there, um, that I have no clue who this person is, but, like, this guy's basically a pro and, you know, they're just doing a tail tap or whatever. But mm-hmm. just that impact of them because you, you automatically kind of look up to them because yeah. you're, like, showing up, rolling up on their at their spot and seeing what they're doing and it kind of creates that whole mindset, so... Yeah, um, that, that, yeah, no, imagine if you roll up and there's a dude who may be like a, the local pro doing some big stuff, and then as soon as they're done doing that, they come over and talk to you, you know what I mean? They come and yeah. say, what's up? They come and ask you questions. Like, that. that's huge, man. That's 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 twice the, um, the, like the, twice the amount of motivation you could give this kid, so, yeah, it's, that's huge. Yeah. Um... Well, I think the last uh, question kind of wrap it up. Um, will the Packers win the Super Bowl this year? Oh, <laughs> Dude, we're changing, man. We're changing so much. Um, oh, that's tough to say, man. <laughs> that's that's really tough. We did. Jordy Nelson's gone. Um, <laughs> man, I, we're gonna look back on this. Uh, no. No. No, not this year. No, give us give us a few years. We need to rebuild. Okay. That, that's fair. That's fair. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see where you guys are at uh a couple years then. <laughs> um awesome. Well is there anything any uh last I guess uh parting words or whatever or um if not, I you know, I definitely appreciate you taking the time and chatting and hopefully um people uh some little kids and some, some older kids uh, we'll we'll pull something out of this and you know yeah absolutely tonight, so. yeah yeah I think you I think you said like live your adventure or something like that you you really got to create your own adventure you know what I mean and you'll go down these paths and that will become your adventure but challenge yourself uh, branch out be outgoing that's 
Those are the biggest things that I've realized. Mentor people. You as a person, man, you can't change the world yourself. If you don't agree with certain politics or whatever the case is, you can't change that yourself, okay? But what you can do is you can affect people's lives, and uh, that's the biggest thing. I don't think people really realize that a whole lot, man. You can go out and you can change a kid's life, whether you're a coach you know, for a basketball team or whatever, is you can mentor these kids. Change change the next generation. Don't don't just complain about what the situation is. That's the biggest thing I could I could say to people. Yeah. And that's about it, man. Well that's awesome. Well um yeah, I appreciate it. And um so yeah, I guess we'll talk soon. All right Jeremy. Take care. <laughs> Hey guys, I really appreciate you listening and would absolutely love if you left a rating on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, or wherever you're listening to this. Your feedback is our inspiration to continue these stories and grow.